Welcome, welcome. Diamond News Miami up and in episode 46. All I can think about is Andy Pettit. He's the only one. Best pickoff move from any pitcher I've ever seen. Borderline Bach. Border- borderline <laughs> Bach. Borderline. Um, but definitely uh, one of the best performers ever in October. Oh, yeah. When the Yankees would make the postseason, Andy when, Pettit was on, bro. When it mattered. He was on. When it mattered. And you know who's always on? DJ ADSR Wilbur Reyes Killing the game If you're not following him On social media Get on it He's doing some videos He's doing listen. some new music He's doing some beats Listen, He's doing listen. some things Make sure you're reaching out to him well, The longer that beat goes Oof. It gets better <laughs> So damn good Thank you Wilbur And uh, yeah man Going back to Andy Pettit That's like one of those guys That's like You know Borderline Hall of Fame Right You know you think You know And I've gotten in discussions With people And I'm like Look I I go through the trajectory of pitchers that have been, you know, in the major leagues that have made the Hall of Fame. And I think that he sh- probably should be a Hall of Famer. And, and you know, some people are like, oh, but the wins, you got to look a little bit past that, right? Um, Andy Pettit made it to the World Series countless amounts of times with, with the Yankees to the postseason. And he was on, man. He was such a good pitcher. He was so disciplined. You know that when he was when he was out there, he was probably gonna give you a, a quality outing. Yeah, but what um like, like what was the difference in him? Like, what would happen inside him that would make him so different? Because if he took that approach, which again, and I made very clear, preseason baseball is one thing, regular season baseball is one thing, postseason baseball is another thing. But what what's he doing differently, or what's he thinking differently that's giving him so much success in the playoffs? And what is he not doing that's not giving him the crazy success in a regular season? You know what I mean? Like, it's well, got to I mean, be something. Is it the focus? Is it is it um, thought process? Like, 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 what is it, you know? I mean, but this is a guy that had outstanding regular season. I mean, he went 256 and 153. That's a good numbers, man. 3.85 ERA. Mm-hmm. In 96, won 21 games. 18 and 97. Then 16, 14, 19, yeah. 15, 13, 21. And how many titles? He went to Houston where he won 17, 14, 15. Actually, 17 and 14. Went back to the Yankees and won 15, 14, 14. His last season at 38 years old, he was 11 and 3 with a 3.28 ERA. Pretty good. Um, led the league in game started a, a few times. Led the league in, in uh, wins once. And then he was um, never won a Cy Young. Was um, all-star, you know, you would think he would have been an all-star more than three times, right? right. Uh, but Andy Pettit, then in, if you go to, um, I'm going to look up some postseason stats now. Uh, because, I mean, that's that's pretty damn good, right? So postseason pitching, he won, nine. he was 19 and 11 in the postseason. 3.81 ERA. It's pretty damn good. How many titles? He he won he won in ninety six, ninety eight, ninety nine, two two thousand, two thousand one. Oh, he's got five titles. Yeah, yeah he should be there. And then in two thousand and um, 
nine. And let's be, make yeah. something very clear. Uh, none of those games in the postseason were pushover games those days. Oh, no. Those rivalries were strong, and those and were some late games, man. And you weren't pitching four innings. Yeah, no, there was and no then, pitch clock, no, 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 and no, those no. games would go long, and, you know, so I, those I some mean, tough I, games, man. I think he's up there, bro. I think I, he's up there. Yeah, I think I he's up there. I mean, I... I Does he have any time left, or if he goes in now, it'd be just based on, like, I, getting... I think from now, he it's a veterans, the, the veterans committee, but, committee. yeah. Well, let's see. Put an Andy Pettit. I mean, he also has a steroid thing. Yeah. You know, he got caught, got suspended a little bit, yeah. came back, but it's okay. I think he's fine. I think he's good to go. There's guys in the Hall of Fame that were juiced up. So. Just, uh, it's but you don't pay don't. It's just all about how the commissioner likes you and views you and what they think of you and yep. whether they want to make a big deal out of it or not. But speaking you know? of the commissioner, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk to the commissioner of Diamond Dreams Miami Baseball, who's He's one right of our here. sponsors. He's right here, Diamond Dreams Miami. Excited. First week of uh fall ball. Teams are together. We just have left to do the instructional league. We'll do the evaluations on Friday, do the teams on Saturday. Um, but all our other teams are ready to go. Getting ready to go, man. Getting ready. uniforms ordered. Ready. Waiting for the schedule. I got the coaches meeting coming up, collecting payments, and getting ready to go. Excited. Nice. Super excited. Very excited for the season, yep. and yeah, yeah, it's it's August, man. Said, you ready to go to Grapeland? Grapeland. I'm ready. I'm ready You're for ready. for a throwback. You're ready. You're ready. I think it's important perspective. Keep everything in perspective. Have fun. Enjoy your child. Enjoy the baseball program. Enjoy the people that are around you. Let the coaches coach. Let the umpires ump. Let the fans cheer. And then when you get in your car, you do whatever you want with your kid. Yep. <laughs> but while you're at the game, stay in your scope. Don't worry about the ump on opening day on a bad call. Not going to matter. Cuchillero. Not going to matter. <laughs> you want to get a little loud in the playoffs? I get it. But game six of the regular season when you're two and four. I don't think it doesn't you, matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Stay in your scope. That's my <laughs> advice to everybody. Stay in your scope. Well, but it's going to be fun going to Grapeland. And, and you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more Academy in, in, in a bit. Uh, also brought to you by Armando Alvarez, real estate agent. Um, you want to buy, sell, looking for some advice? Let me know. There's a lot going on in the real estate game, a lot going on in the, uh, in the market. You know, if you want to know if, hey, is this price correctly or not? You know, stuff is moving. Stuff is moving. I just got um, another buyer under contract this week, um, working on a second one. And, and yeah, you know, you got to use different strategies and everything, but contact me. I'll tell you what else is going on right now. Your phone, bro. Yeah. Bro, you're, you're, since you've gotten here, you got, you got, kind of about, offers, offers coming in. Offers coming in, offers going yeah. out. Love it. Uh, I tell him to offer more. You got to <laughs> offer more. <laughs> I'll be like, hey. Hey, uh, Amandito uh, is your guy. Listen, I've known Amando for 20, uh, senior year was 2001, but before that. Yeah, yeah I, so st I started there in 98, 99. Me too, yeah, yeah, 98. So I've known Amandito for, you know, it's a long time, 20, 25, 26 years. My math Long time. There? Long time. He's your guy. Not going to let you down. He's going to work for you. <laughs> All right, he's going to work for you. Hit yep. him up. I put a video yesterday. Uh, well, the um, the brokerage put up a video. I'm wearing all their all their gear right now, uh, but they put a video yesterday where, in which I said, you know, I think to make the sale better, it's all about relationships. You know, you gotta you gotta work on relationships because without relationships, nothing matters. Relationships are everything, and you gotta water those relationships. Yep. 
You're going to give them the right nutrition. You're going to be nice to them, clear, communicative, and water those relationships. Yep, absolutely. Something might not happen now, but might happen later. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. But going back, you know, we were talking um, Andy Pettit, longtime Yankee pitcher, and we're here at Casa Quintana where we broadcast from every once in a while. You know, a lot of Yankee memorabilia. Tata's house. Tata's house. My dad's house. A lot of Yankee stuff going on here. Yep. And your and your dad had uh, a lot of Yankee stuff, including the logo in the pool. And and Mike, the trade deadline just passed. And we've said it like your your dad and my dad in heaven right now are are pretty pissed. They're pissed. They're really pissed. They're pissed. Really pissed. They're going up to George Steinbrenner and saying, like, what's up with your son, bro? Because we're gonna compare and contrast the two New York teams, right? Everybody wants to talk about the Mets, and we'll get to the Mets too. Uh, tremendo papelazo, you know, the 300-something million-dollar team paid big for Scherzer, paid big for Verlander. None of them are with the Mets anymore. Paid big for a lot of players that, that they traded this week. Um, but the Mets saw they weren't going anywhere and started unloading and getting prospects in return, rebuilding. The Yankees are still, quote-unquote, going to contend. They went out and got nobody. They made one trade for a middle reliever. Um, that's not going to cut it. They're in, they're in last place right now, at least the last I checked, um, with a, you know, okay record, but not not Yankee okay. Um, you know, I, I know they've, they've struggled through injuries, but with a few of those players, that's not going to get any better. It's time, it's time to make some moves. It's time to... After the season, and look, I'm a I'm a Yankee fan, but not a very optimistic one. At this pace, I don't even think they're gonna make the playoffs. That's one. So we get to the to the uh, to the off season. Number two, you fire Boone, you fire Cashman. You have to. You start brand new because this this is not gonna cut it. Yeah. Either if look if if Hal Steinbrenner doesn't want to spend like his old man, that's fine. That's fine. But you gotta make the right moves, and Brian Cashman. Cuando tenía billete, hey, all the yeah. right moves, right? The problem But is... But ahora que no tiene billete, where, where are the moves? There's a reason why GMs are like a revolving door with organizations. Like, you know what I mean? They kind of feel they, they give you opportunity to like to do with Dombrowski, bro. Dombrowski goes to places, gives you a checkbook, gives you five, six years, then he's off to the next, you know? Um, and I think that's important. Um, anytime I feel like the wave has ended... I think it's time to to refresh. And this guy's been there about 19 years, man. And they're... They're lo- longer. Longer? Yeah. Okay. The problem now is... Almost 30 years, 28 years. The problem is they're probably friends. Oh, yeah, and, by, and, by and, now and they're this, like fam. Yeah, they're like fam. And in this situation, unfortunately, you really don't want to have that friend as the GM with the owner. Like, not in a sports team, not when you're chasing wins... Because I feel that the Mets are acting and doing things like the Yankees, and the Yankees are acting and doing things like the Mets would. Because this guy Cohen, right? He went out papelazo, bro. But he opened the checkbook, <laughs> yeah. Armando. He opened. He up. opened the checkbook, and then now after the All Star break, he realized we can't compete the next two years with the Braves. We're gonna clean out, and bro, they gave away pretty much these guys. Bro, Houston got this guy for $22 million. Yeah. 
a couple of years. Yeah, the guys Mets are paying are, most exactly, the Mets are paying but, most of it, and we're but sure those too. harsh, brash, those are things the Yankees used to do. You know, the Yankees, whatever situation they found themselves in, they got themselves out of it by spending money. They would either go get talent or go get a contract or do something or give guys away, but it was by spending money. Yep. These new guys are doing it with a budget. And I understand, bro. Okay. But I don't understand because number one, the Yankees don't have a price tag. No. They don't have a value. What are they worth, bro? Eight That's billion? The most valuable probably team more. In Ten billion? Probably more. In sports. Eleven billion? Probably more. Like so they don't have a price I'm tag. Look it up. You know, they they don't but they, they don't have a price tag. Okay. So if you don't have a price tag, okay, and you're in the sports gaming industry and you're chasing wins 7.1 billion dollars there you go and they probably won't sell for 8 billion and they won't sell it for 8 billion they won't no they're just gonna keep on climbing you know so you know you have to get out of the situations you're in by spending money dude and making harsh moves and they're not doing them like i don't even pay attention to them anymore you know what i mean like boone looks to me like he's checked out Cashman's not doing anything. The owner's not spending money. Are they still the Yankees? You know, they got advertising on their shirt. What's going on, man? Yeah, it's not what we're used to. It's not what we're used to. You know, we're we're used to the Yankees. And like you said, they this is a team that makes the most money. I'm sure they're making they're making revenue. It's not like they're not. So you have to go out and, and put a winning product. Like this is a team that's won in in every single decade, I I think except the 2010s, they didn't win in the 2010s, and and como vamos in the 2020s, I don't know when when they're gonna win. Um, you know the, you know let, let me not be easy on the Mets too. I mean, what the Mets did is you know spend money, spend money, spend money, and and they didn't win, so they're having to trade everybody. So it still looks bad, but at least they're getting something in return. They tried, man. At least they're getting something in return. The Yankees are not. It's the same tired story. Aaron Boone can't freaking manage. He can't get the best out of his players. These people have regressed. DJ LeMahieu yeah. was like a 330 hitter, and now he's hitting yeah. 220 or whatever, you know? Um, just bad. It's bad baseball. They can't hit. And you can't just say, oh, Garrett Cole and Rodon, go out there and pitch your best. Yeah, we're pitching our best. These guys can't hit for us. Can't hit. Yeah. Yes, they can't runs. hit. So they go out and get a middle reliever with a whole bunch of bats that might have been available. You know, people were talking about Tim Anderson. The White Sox were like giving away players. Rob, you could have gotten, you could have, you know what? Old man Steinbrenner would have called the White Sox and gone, hey, maybe it's a no, but what do you want for Luis Robert? What do you want from, no, no, uh, look, I'll give you this, this, this. I'll pay, I'll pay, you know, yeah, these yeah. people's salary. I'll, I'll give you Stanton for free. I'll pay his salary, that's, that, but that's... we want Luis Robert back. You know, they would have at least tried to, to, to make something happen. And they didn't. They didn't make yeah. anything happen. Look, to their credit, the Marlins, the freaking Marlins. I mean, I love the Marlins too, but the Marlins who are, who are on a budget, got Josh Bell, got uh, Berger, got uh, yeah. Weathers. Yeah. You know, they brought players yeah. in that they think could help the team, you know, and maybe they're gone at the end of the year, but who cares? You know, they're, they're, they're trying. Yeah. I just don't see, I didn't see the Yankees chasing the wins, bro. You know, and that's disappointing because like, I think at every level, that's kind of like the fire, the wins, the wins, wins matter. You know what I mean? 
the younger ages, whatever, I get it. They're still learning. I get it. But still, you want to walk away as a winner. You know what I mean? And I just don't see them chasing wins, man. No, and and man. when I when you lose that a little bit, you know, it sucks. Like, the Marlins, hey, like you said, on a budget, look what they were able to do. Like, and, they're you know, going the, for the it. They're Yankees, trying to win. Yeah, they're trying to win. The Yankees, you know, I, I just feel that, you know, because you're in the sports industry, Oh, sometimes chasing wins, you're going to have to do some harsh things. Like you said, oh, okay, okay, you're not going to trade them, fine, but just, just entertain me. What would you want? Yep. Okay, boom, boom. Like you said, and just and that's what this guy would do because old man Steinbrenner, that guy wanted to win, Armando. That guy was pissed when he didn't win. That guy wanted to win. He wanted to be the best. He wanted to have the best organization. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be first class. He wanted everything. I don't see it here. These guys kind of, they, they were given something. They didn't build the Yankees. No, no. They were given something, not. and they, they they took a turn somewhere where, you know, the, the the profits are outweighing what they need to spend. And, bro, what are we talking about here? Bro, $200 million? Like That's what I'm saying. Like, $9 billion you're worth, and we're going to really worry about, like, a little bit of a luxury tax? This doesn't make sense to me, bro. Look, and the you know way I, I mean? see it, Mike, you know, we, we've been doing it. It's already August, by the way, which uh, come October, it's going to be a year since we've been doing up and in every single week for you guys. And, and dude, after 46 episodes, I feel like a liar because we come here and I'm telling people, oh, you know, the Yankees might, might get old time. The Yankees aren't going to get... Shit, bro. They're not gonna get anybody. They're not. They're not gonna be in play for Otani. Not with Hal Steinbrenner. No. You know. No. Um, no. <laughs> you know they they gave Judge big money and it took you know yeah. to the last minute three a.m. No. call. Yeah. That's a guy that you should have locked up from the beginning. Yeah. Bro. yeah you you yeah. lock up your yeah. your guys. Yeah. You know when the Jeter documentary came out and and I know that there were struggles I eat with Jeter. You know like that's when you know I go back and I'm like the, the team should have locked them up. Right. You know I mean that's your. That's your guy. Of course, that's your guy. You, you need to lock up your guys. guys. You need to take care of your guys. But they're not going to go after Otani. No. They're not going to go after Otani. Like, I'm here like, oh, yeah, because Otani. No, they're not going no. after Otani. Otani is going to stay there. or He's going go, going to Seattle or the Dodgers. Look, the Dodgers try to get guys, bro. And how, Ma Magic mm -hmm. and company and everybody who owns the Dodgers, they're trying to get I mean, I know the Yankees, money. Uh, you know, New York's appealing, obviously. Everybody loves New York. The taxes aren't appealing, but... Everybody but, loves New York, and the, but if you're a baseball player, yeah, just wearing exactly. that uniform, no, no, man, no doubt about it. But, but they're in dead last, bro. Is it appealing for a guy like Otani? Like, is that appealing to him? You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't like, go play for Boone. Oh I'll no, 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 no doubt about it. I'm saying, like, <laughs> you know, listen, Anaheim's making a push. You know, like, but I just, you know, again, like, if I'm a free agent, I look at the Yankees, I'm like, damn, I didn't do anything. Do shit. No, and, and you could tell you know? it's it's not the same culture, Mike. It's it's not, it, yeah. it's not you know it, it's lo it's lost yeah. its luster. Like I, yeah. I I see that team play now, and I when you told I, me I see a team with an hour, when you told me with an hour and a half left, I texted you. I said, "Bro, the Yankees are gonna make a splash, bro." I was picturing like a Juan <laughs> Soto. I was picturing something that you're gonna say. You know what? All right, bro. Tatis back, bro. I was thinking something crazy, and then you texted me. Oh yeah, out of the. 30 teams, only one team that has to make a trade, the Yankees. And they pulled off that little trade yeah. at the end. They need to do something. Like, oh, look, even when they hit the deadline and I was, you know, 20 minutes later, I was at Taekwondo with Anderson and you text me, you're like, bro, the Marlins. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, they made a couple good trades. And you're like, no, bro, they got Bell. And I was like, wait, 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 let me see, bro. After the deadline, they announced a couple of trades, Bell and Weathers. And, you know, and, and look, and the, the Marlins, let's give them credit. They gave away a popular player in Gary Cooper, who had been here for some years. And the fans, you know, the, the, the loyal fans were, you know, they like Cooper. He's a good guy, did a lot for the team, was an all-star. They like Cooper. But to get to get a couple of players, they had to trade him. Khalil Watson, who is a prospect, hasn't lived up to expectations, but he's a prospect. But they traded him yep. because they wanted Bell back. And Segura, who hadn't done anything, they they said, you know what? It's not panning out, bro. Let's let's trade him. And they traded him. And the Guardians are cutting him. <laughs> do they do they get him back or not? Who, who knows? But they cut their losses. You know what I mean? Yep. The Yankees aren't cutting cutting the losses. Yeah. They they kept Aaron Hicks for like eight thousand years when the guy wasn't doing shit, yeah. and they've kept other players when they haven't done anything either. Yeah. And there's no urgency, Mike. There's no freaking urgency with with the Yankees, and I I don't feel that magic anymore when I watch them play. It, it's you know there was always a Yankee, the yeah. Yankee magic. And look, I may be I may be wrong, and they go on the, on a win streak and they make the playoffs. It could happen, you know, because they do have Judge and they do have two freaking aces, two of the best pitchers in baseball, period, and Cole and, and in Rodon. But it's going to take this team to check themselves, to look in the mirror. I don't think it's going to happen with Boone. Had it been another manager, I might tell you, hey, you know, he might come in and, and fire up this team. This team's not fired up right now. No, they definitely need a culture change, man. Something's going on there. You know, Boone's not getting to them. Um, but again, I just think it goes back to there's too much buddy-buddy there. The owner with the GM, GGM with the coach. It's too much buddy-buddy there for me, you know? Look, I'm looking at the standings right now. 55 and 52. Three-game losing streak. Five and five in their last 10. Yeah, they're just an average team right now. Man, Baltimore's eating them for lunch. So, yeah. Hey, listen. Tampa Bal- Bay's Baltimore eating them for lunch. To make some moves. Baltimore was trying to make some moves. You yep. know what I mean? But no, and they didn't. Didn't they get a? They were trying to get Verlander. They were trying to get Verlander to Baltimore. But they got a. You know I, I mean? think they ended up getting a. But there's a no hunger, pitcher. man. When, once you lose that hunger, you lose that desire to win, especially at the professional level. And you just kind of like start going through the motions. Ah, it's tough, man. Yeah, the, the the Orioles got Jack what Flaherty. You, what do you think? They got Jack time. Flaherty. Who's a, a good pitcher? Uh, how do you think the New York talk shows are this morning? At? Oh my God, they're destroying these people. I mean, we're we're being nice compared to yeah. what Mike and the Mad Dog and all those guys are. Yeah, they're destroying them. Are are doing? You know, it's destroyed. uh, it's bad, Mike. It's it's really bad. You know, because it's um, it's not. You're, they're not the Indians. They're not the Orioles. It's not Tampa Bay. It's not the Diamondbacks. It's the freaking Yankees, bro. Yep. It's the Yankees. the Yankees. Look, the Orioles, you know, they won in the past fine, but they're not there's only one Yankees. There's one Yankees. They're supposed so, to freaking win. It's it's not and not even in football. In football, you don't have that. Oh, the Cowboys. A lot of people don't expect the Cowboys to win anymore. Yeah. But the Yankees are expected to compete every single year. Expected to be at the top. And they're not doing it. Wait, but the twenty five milli they got for the patch on the sleeve, they could have spent it on somebody, bro. That sucks, bro. That's that <laughs> that's so pissing me off. Ah. This has been one of the worst Yankee years and the problem is they, like, like I've told you two things, the buddies, owner with the GM, GM with the coach, and then bro, they're running it like a like a business. I mean it is a business, but it's a sports team. Sometimes you gotta spend a little more. Who could buy that you know team? What I'm saying? Nah. Jeff Bezos wanna buy nah, the, buy a team? Not for sale. <laughs> 
It's priceless, bro. Want to buy a team? I'm surprised. Uh, I, I would have thought it was more than, than $8 billion. I, I was thinking they didn't have Jor- a number. George Steinbrenner bought it for $8.8 million, bro. That's crazy, bro. And made it into an empire. Empire. That's awesome. Gucci. But, dude, the Marlins, what the hell? Are they going to compete? Are they going to win this or what? Because they're, they're starting they're to trying. lose the Phillies. They're, and they're, they're trying, though. Yeah, they're you know, trying. They're, they're trying. You know, and for a low, quote-unquote, market team like them, at least you see them trying, bro. You know what I mean? And I'll support that. You know what I mean? But let's see, man. They got to get hot. They were they hot for a hot. bit. They were hot for they a bit. Bring up Eudy Perez. They also had the buzz of Eudy Perez. I think they bring him up. up. They were like, no, because of the innings. Who cares? Once you get to the big leagues. You can't make these trades and then keep Eudy Perez in the, in the minors. You cannot. No. He's got to be there. And you're getting buzz. You have people going to the stadium no, now. No, and Sandy, you know, hey. Sandy's picking up the pace a little bit. Sandy, and Sandy's pitching like a Cy listen, Young. Let me, let, me, let me tell you, the Saturday I had tickets to the Marlins game against, against Detroit. the Tigers. Yeah, correct. Okay. I got a text message the night before from the Marlins. Hey, we're expecting over 30,000. We sold over 30,000 tickets. Make sure you get here two to two and a half hours before the game. Oh, no problem. Come home, academy, boom. I leave my house at 2. The games are 4.40. Amando, there was so much traffic. Wow. It was crazy. When I got in front of the stadium on that main street and I saw that there was no parking anywhere, when I saw the amount of people in front of the stadium trying to get through security, when I saw the amount of people that were crossing the street, you know what I did, right? You did a U-turn and went home. I went to go have sushi. (laughs) I went to Sushi Kong. I said, you know what? I said, we're not. We're not going to do this. What do you mean? I'm like, yeah, you're, you already know. It's not my style. Got in the car, out to the Gables, had some sushi, and went home. You know <laughs> what I mean? I want nothing to do with those big crowds, bro. It's a lot, bro. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people, man. Wow. Yeah, unless you get the early park <sighs> in a nice spot. Yeah, yeah. you you told me that no. that, that spot. I'm, uh, I was going to try to park there. Yeah, but those yeah. days that we go, there's 10,000 people there. Yeah. This place was slammed. Also, Miguel Cabrera was yeah, back. You yeah, know, Detroit yeah, he's back. And and last time he's going to be here, last weekend, they did a nice thing for him and he had a double and stuff like that. But just for me, it wasn't opportunity cost wasn't there. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He should be. 100%. He should be. To me, it's still, still the worst trade in the history of baseball. Yeah, yeah, he should be. He should be, bro. You know, he's definitely put up the numbers and he's hit everywhere he's gone. He's put on some weight. Put on some weight lately. Oh, absolutely. But, um, but he's definitely one of the best hitters of this generation. 508 home runs, 307 batting average, yeah. 3,138 hits. Yeah. First ballot. Yeah, he's a first Triple ballot. crown winner. Yeah, yeah, guys. Guys, real deal. So good. Yeah, so good. I'd like to see first ballot guys. I see guys like that. That career went by quick, man. I, I was there for game one of Miguel Cabrera's career. He went deep. In Tampa Bay, hit a home run to deep. win the game. You know, was, he was special. He was a big part of that, that championship. The yeah, bat against Clemens? Yeah, it was, it was a big part of that. You know what I mean? And then we got rid of him for, uh, what was this lefty's name? It was for Andrew Miller, uh, Andrew Cameron Miller. Mabin, and a couple guys that are no, probably no longer in the league. Cameron Mabin's no longer in the league. He retired yeah, already. Man. Hey, Mabin was around, but, you know? You know, we've had some real deal players here come through Miami. I think, um, I think that at the end of the day, if you hold on to these guys and you pay them, and you build around them, you're going to make money. Fans are going to come. You're going to get the TV deals. You're going to be in the playoffs. But, you know, how do you let go of that kid? Look, the Marlins have only been around since 90, 
seven. So that's 30, no, 93, pardon, 30 years. 97 was when they won the World Series. So 30 years, 93. Um, so obviously you don't have that history of, you know, like the Yankees with Mickey Manor and Babe Ruth and all that. But let's think, you and I, right now, and build a one through nine around the diamond Marlins team. Just off the top of our head, this is not planned. I, we didn't write this down. And you could build a, a Hall of Fame team, bro. Yeah. A pudge behind the plate. Pudge behind the plate. That's pudge right there. Mike Lowe at third base. Yeah, I mean, you got you, you could do guys. Mike. You could do Mike Lowe at third base, or or Cabrera at third, Cabrera or at third, or, or Cabrera, Cabrera, Cabrera at first. first. You could play around there. Arias at second. I mean, what do you? You could you could do Arias at, at second. That's a lot. Shortstop. Yeah, Walt Weiss. No, he was good. Alex Gonzalez Alex was pretty Gonzalez, decent. Alex Gonzalez was very good. I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting somebody pretty big that I'm going to look stupid. Yeah, forgetting. We've had some Gary Sheffield. Gary Sheffield. Stanton, Yelich, we got some real Stanton deal. and Yelich, real Oof. deal. You know, even if you go listen if, to that, even if you peel it back more and you Devon go White, to Devon White, oh yeah, Chuck Carr was a good player, man. You know, Jeff Conine was a good player. Yep. Like these are all people who are good players. And if you get on the mound, no, on the mound you, you can know, build Josh a Beckett, nasty. You know, you know, people don't know Beckett, about that. Sandy, Josh Beckett, you know what he did in that World Series. Kevin Brown, short rest, yeah. Levang, Alex Fernandez, Dontre Willis. <laughs> Dontre Willis. It's a lot of guys. Alex Fernandez was real yep. deal, man. AJ Burnett was good with the yeah. Marlins too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a pretty, pretty good. nasty team, man. Yeah. Brad Penny, Brian Harvey closing games. Yeah. Rob Nen, Trevor Hoffman. Yeah. Dude, they well, had some of the best the play, closers. You know, Pudge. You have CJ back there. The main. Oh, Charles Johnson yeah, Charles is my, Johnson one of my favorite Marlins of all real time. Deal. And then we had at first base this other guy too, um, Derek Lee. Derek Lee was a very Derek good Lee. hitter. Derek Lee. 300 you know, hitter. Yeah, man. Hey, we have He was a big part. He had some big hits in, in, in those those postseasons for us. You know, he had some big hits in the postseason. Hey, Real big hits. We have Mike Piazza for a week. Oh, yeah, we have Mike Piazza for a week. <laughs> we have but Mike Piazza for a week. Definitely Look, be stacked. Uh, we also had catcher as a third catcher, Real Muto. Yeah. Or Benito Santiago. Benito Santiago. Oh, shortstop, Han Hanley Ramirez. Hanley, man. Hanley was Hanley Ramirez. Hanley was real good. Yep. When he wanted to play. No, you but could. But that guy put up some monster numbers some years. I were like, whoa. You could build a damn good team. I mean, yeah. even even on the bench, you know, Dan Ugla had some great, great seasons. Cliff Floyd had some great seasons. You know, on the mound, we mentioned some guys. You could go Jose Fernandez, too. Josh, Josh Johnson was great when, when he was on. And, man, they had some of the best closers year year after year yeah i mean it's yeah. uh it's amazing what this team yeah. has been able to do in in in, in 30 30 years you yeah. know yeah but we i think sheffield that. should be a hall of famer yeah speaking of hall of famers shared a picture of him today had his bat like that was yeah so it's strong. like the most emulated uh so strong. <laughs> batting so stance strong. so strong but yeah man they've they've had some some people they have some good managers too yep got some real good managers mckeon and yep. jim leland Great managers, Old school guys. Yep. You know, even guys done. like even guys like Freddie Gonzalez was a pretty yeah. good manager too, yeah. man. You know, yeah. they they've had they've had some good ones. Yeah, I would have liked to have kept him around here a little longer, but I think he had like a falling out. Or yeah, but I would like to have kept him around a little longer. And even Joe Joe um, Joe Girardi, Joe Girardi, bro. You know, he was here for a year. Had a yeah, he was had a pretty a good year, year and then, then went back to the Yankees. Yeah. You know, but or he won one one World Series at like least, a right? Stepping stone here to go to where they want to go. <laughs> oh, you want to coach with us? I go coach yep. for Miami for a year. Exactly. And come, you know, if you can handle that, you can handle that anywhere. Yep. 
Speaking back of the Yankees, give Mattingly a chance. Give him a chance. Not a chance. you know, I don't think he did such a great job here as manager, no, but he's but better than Boone. Hey, give him a chance. He's better than Boone. He's got a good name. Be a fresh start. Give him a chance. Donnie Baseball. Anybody's better. I can. I think I can do a better job than him. Boone. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Joke. But speaking of some of the papelazos in New York and all that, man, the U.S. women's soccer team. They're not cutting it, Mike. They're not. I don't think they're gonna win. Uh, do I hope they win? Of course. You know, USA another another World Cup. But they're going to face Sweden now. The The thing that bothered me the most, they, they, they had a 0-0 tie the other day to, to make it to the knockout knockout stage. But, dude, they were celebrating like if they won the World Cup. Yeah. And a fashion show and all that. Yeah. Carly Lloyd, who who's one of the best players in U.S. women's history, she was like, this this is a bad look. This is a really yeah. bad look. Yeah. it's You know, it just seems like sometimes they're just there for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? They're not even playing that well. Right? They're not playing well, right? They're not playing yeah, well. They're not, not scoring well. goals. They can't score. So, um, you know, you go out of your scope. When you go there for one thing, when they won. When you go out of your scope, you're going to get in trouble. Look, their former coach, uh, Jill Ellis, amazing play, uh, amazing coach and an amazing person. She she was there and, and you know, towards the end, apparently some players were sour with her or whatever. They made a change. Wrong move. Wrong yeah. move. She won two World Cups. <laughs> And you know they they go out and bring somebody that the players are are cool with or whatever, and and, and look what's going on, you know, yeah. you know. I hope they can turn it around, but I don't know, not not too likely. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the big fan of like the players having a say on what kind of coach they're gonna have. I'm a That's, fan of the other way around. Huh? I'm a fan of the other way around. Yeah. Like a new coach coming in and saying, "Hey." You don't play the the way. No, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like you I don't like think like gone. I think that I think that everybody's got to stay in their lane. If you're a player, you're gonna play here for the coach that we provide and we have. You know what I mean? Um, so the fact that the players can even give their opinion on the coaches that they like and the and the professional level, and then the organization is actually gonna listen to them and do something about it. It just tells you how weak the organization is. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to get rid of the coach, that badass coach. They're going to go win somewhere else tonight. No, man, that's not, you know, it's not. But, you know, the, the coaches need to be liked by the players, and the coach needs to like the players. And I get that, and I understand that. But we're not friends for any solitary second. We're not. And, and the moment that you become friendly and the, the line gets blurry – you're gonna have a a ship that sinks. Yep. That's and when that's you have what a you're seeing. Time. You're you're seeing a ship that's sinking. You know what I mean? And well, let's see. So you know what? Go USA, but go USA, not, man. Not, not too optimistic. Go USA. Go the, USA. The NFL season right around the corner. I already have a couple of fantasy leagues uh that, that I'll be a part of. But you know, the Dolphins come in and we forgot to talk about this last week, but Jalen Ramsey hurts his knee, torn meniscus. He's gonna be out till possibly December. He's already rehabbing. Out there pumping up the the rest of the team. Um, it's a damn good thing the 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 Dolphins ended up getting uh, Cam Smith, yeah. uh, the cornerback, yep. there in the second round because uh, a lot of people were were like, but, but why why did we why did we need a a cornerback? Hey, insurance. There you go. You went. You got Jalen Ramsey. He's out for a bit. Now this kid could step up. Yep. But you know the Dolphins are are poised to have a good season, man. They, you know, they. they I like that the players are speaking the right things. 
Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill saying all the right things. I think he, he has a, a chip on his shoulder. I think he wants to come out and especially after Kansas City won again, his former team, he, he wants to win one here. Jalen Waddle as well. You know, I think Tua uh, during the offseason went and did some training to, you know, to learn how to fall. But aside from that, the guy bulked up and, and you could tell, you could tell he's a much bigger guy this season, you know. Hopefully, hopefully he could take them hits, man. Because um, if not, if not the whole season's you know out the window, if, if he can if he can keep healthy. But if he's healthy, I I think this is a playoff team, and I think this is a team that could contend. I think that if he's healthy, he's definitely uh, one of the better guys in the league. He's proven that when he's healthy. But bro, he's just gotta not get hit in the head. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm saying it like. You know, yeah, man. Like, I want everything the best for the Dolphins, of course. The guy's a great talent. Of course, I want him on the field. Super competitor. I get it. The guy's Gucci. You know, get it. Get it. And he's got the receiver. He's got everything. Man, but I just don't want to see this kid get hit in the head again. Like, that's now me, like, like being, like, you know, like a human. Like, you know, like, I don't want to see this kid get hit again, bro. You know, I hope he bulked up. I hope he's, he learns how to fall. I hope he, he wears the double helmet or whatever it is. But, oh, bro, for God's sake, bro, I hope this kid doesn't fucking, like, get smoked again. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be bad, bro. And, that would, that look, would like, he, break my heart, bro. Like, I think he's doing all, all the right things to to avoid it, which is good. You know, he's bulking up, learning how to, how to fall correctly to avoid falling on his head. Awesome. Perfect. Um, but I also think that he's smart enough that if he does get badly hurt, he, he might walk away. You know, because nobody wants to see a guy stay in the league and get hurt again and again and again and then end up in bad shape, you know, 10, 15 years from now. So let's see. I mean, this is a this is a, a very pivotal year for the for the Dolphins. You know, they they have all the tools to win. They got Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator. They have an amazing defense. This team is built to win right now. Tua has to stay healthy. If not next year, they have to go out and spend the big bucks on, on another quarterback. Yeah, bottom line, Tua stays healthy, they're going to be in good shape. And, you know, they're doing a great job putting that team together, man. And the owner spends money. He's not afraid. You know what I mean? Look, a lot of Dolphins fans get get on his case and, oh, because Steven Ross, because, you know, he's gotten in trouble doing stupid shit, right? But, hey, he's gotten in trouble doing stupid shit because he wants to win. Because he brought Tom Brady on a, on a, exactly. on a yacht <laughs> and introduced him to the wrong coach that was a, a snitch. Exactly. But any other coach would have been like, Hey, hey, Tom, let's go. Let's win a let's win a, a championship. Yep. You know, and he's gotten in trouble trying to win. And I can't fault him for that. You I know, if he got in if he got in trouble doing like, you know, if he's like, hey, you know, Brian Flores, I don't mind if you lose a couple of games because we want to draft, you know, Tua or Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow or whatever. Hey, stupid. But trying to win. I um, <laughs> trying to win. I bet you that stuff happens more often than you think. Of course, you know, especially on yachts, other countries. You having to be in the same place. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think at that level, this is not the little league level, not the high school level, the college level, the minor league level. This is not, we're talking about like the supreme club of owners. Because there's only what thirty of them. There's only the thirty baseball owners. There's only X amount of basketball. Like. I think at that level, the saying, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, I think is part of the equation because those guys are doing little things to get players and 
like you saw with the Tom Brady, like that's happening all the time. Like it's it's part of it's, but it's part of that exclusive club because like in baseball, dude, there's only 30 owners. Like they want the players, you know, the hometown where they from, you know, like it's, it's, it's a lot. So I think like it falls into that scope for them at that level. I think that, I think there's a little bit of cheating going on, Look, I, and, I, and, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with you know, hey, you come on the yacht, let's talk. Uh, that's a collusion, call it whatever you want. Okay, but you know he's trying, you know, and and also goes to teach you that you can't have the wrong people around you. Nope. You know what I mean. Brian Flores was such a terrible. If hire. you're gonna do something like that, like where you're gonna break the rules or something, you got to do it alone at that level. You know what I mean? And that was a mistake. Yep. So. Mr. Integrity, yeah. who was a part of the Patriots when they were cheating like mofos, but yep. over here, no, I don't want Tom Brady. Yeah. Look, maybe maybe he didn't like Tom Brady yep. personally, and, and that's why he snitched, you know? If Mike McDaniel had been the coach at that time, Tom Brady would have played for the Dolphins. Facts. And he would have been part owner. Facts. And, right now. and he probably wouldn't have snitched on anybody. Absolutely not. He would have kept not. to the secret. It's <sighs> the frustrating part of being a, Dol- a Dolphins you know? fan. We could have had Tom Brady. And you know what Tom Brady did? Went to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl. Sure did. And he was building a house here too. Yep. Still building one. They're living in Surfside in a, in a condo in the meantime. Yep. But hey. Living the dream. Yep. And last week I talked about one of my favorite boxers in the world, Terrence Crawford. He fought the big fight this weekend against Errol Spence for the undisputed welterweight championship. And he kicked his ass, bro. It was a mauling. It was a mauling. It was from, from rounds. He lost the first round and then he just mauled. Errol Spence dropped him in the second and dropped him twice later in the fight. I had some people over to the house and they they were like, hey, what's your prediction? I said, Crawford by KO in the ninth round. He won in the ninth round. There you go. I thought he was going to knock him out earlier because I, I, was, I was like, oh, man, you know, he's going he's gonna to stop him early. But Terrence Crawford is one of the best fighters, I, I think, of all time. Um, you know, and he's proving it. And it's like, oh, but, you know, who was he? Fought? Well, I mean, not, not every era of boxing has, you know, what Leonard had, like Leonard Hagler, Duran, Hearns. Not every generation has, you know, that, that that rivalry and all that, you know. But you can't fault guys for that. He just fought the best welterweight in the world. Who had three belts. Crawford went in with one. Now he has four. He fought the best guy and just walked through him. He made right. it look easy. He made it look like he was fighting the eighth-ranked guy. Right. And he just walked through him. You know, it's it's one of the all-time greatest performances in a fight that was supposed to be equal. He just walked through Errol Spence. So Terrence Crawford, kudos to him, undisputed welterweight champion. And, and what happens now? Waiting for an opponent? or what, how Yeah, I mean, he, he has to fight one of the mandatories or, or fight somebody big. What he would love to do is go up one weight class and fight Jermel Charlo and beat him for the undisputed junior middleweight championship. But... He's going up to fight Canelo now, so he's going to have to wait a bit. There's a guy named Jerron Ennis who's uh, at welterweight, hell of a fighter. He's like the heir apparent. Right now, if they fight, I'm picking Crawford, but this kid has a lot of talent. So a fight between, you know, the young guy and and the, the world champ, I think would be good. But yeah, Terrence Crawford right now, he he's on top of the fight game. He's yeah, you, amazing. You, you can't blame him for the generation just not having the... You know, no, it's like when, when Roy Jones was around, yeah, yeah, you know, people yeah. were like, oh, you know, but Roy Jones, who has he fought? Yeah. He beat the shit out of James Tony, who yeah. was the best guy the, right at, at super middleweight and one of the better middleweights when he was at middleweight. When he went up to light heavyweight, yeah, maybe the competition wasn't as 
as great as it was when you know Michael Spinks and 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 Bob Foster and a, and a bunch you know Archie Moore and all these people were there, but you can't blame Roy Jones. You can't say like, oh, but you know, because I, I I hate when people go throw this argument. Oh, but if Randy Johnson would have pitched Babe Ruth, Babe yeah. Ruth would have said, I'm like, it's it's a different yeah, era, bro. Yeah, it's it's a different era. Yeah. Different competition. Yeah. You know, like what what if right now, you know, I'll throw I'll throw I throw these people the same thing. I'm like, well, how how would these players would these players even be on a big league team? Should there be instead of 30, 10 teams? Exactly. You know? Right. So, you know, the argument goes both ways. Exactly. Obviously, people are more fit now, better athletes, you know. Training is different. The diet's better. Everything's just a But look, bit even better. though the new NBA, let's say the new NBA, people are flying all over the place. I prefer the, 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 the like, yep. grinding and the pounding yep. in the 80s and 90s. You know, that's yep. just w- what I liked, you know? So you can't blame people for the different eras. You know, Terrence Crawford is fighting who he needs to fight. He fought the best welterweight in the world and kicked his ass. That's dropped it. him three times in the fight. Next. And stopped him. Next. So, you know, yep. hopefully big fights now for, for Terrence Crawford. I mean, he's 35, so, you know, retirement's a lot closer than the start of his career, but he could still go, man. He looked – I don't know if you saw the fight yet, but when you do, this guy looked – I mean, it's – you should see it because it's one of the all-time, like, best sports performances, I think, in a, in a championship atmosphere. What are the paydays looking like nowadays in these? They, they each got twenty mil. Win or lose, they well they got a guaranteed amount both of them, and then a split of the gate. So they're each walking around with walking out with about twenty mil each. Wow, it's nice. It was one of the highest, uh, one of the mo- the high money wise, one of the highest gates in in Las Vegas wow. boxing history. Nice, nice. Yeah, I saw a lot of stuff on social media about the fight. Yeah, it was like it that. was awesome. I mean, yeah. the guy looked like, uh, somebody said it looked like when Tommy Hearns fought Martin on the show Martin and Martin's face was all blown up. To me, it looked more like Apollo oh when God, he fought Drago, that. man. And look, Errol Spence is a great champion. He'll be back, you know, but he just fought a guy that was better than him. That's it. That's in, every, in every way, you know. So, uh, but before we wrap up, Mike, you know, we, we, we mentioned, you know, Diamond Dreams early in the show, you know, when we always talk about the sponsors and all that. Now that, you know, the the, the season's going to start, uh, you know, you were saying, you were asking me, hey, are you excited about going to Grapeland? For kids, let's say, like like Anderson and my nephew, AJ, and other kids who haven't played public league, you know, because, yeah, they're still, they're still young. They're five and six years old, but, dude, I remember being six and playing. Like, those memories still are still fresh in my head, you know? How, how do these kids you know, react and, 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 you know, based on your experience coaching these kids when they go out to a different field for the first time and, and it's a different atmosphere and, and it's not, you know, coach Eric right. or, 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 or you out there, you know, calling right. balls and strikes and outs. It's, it's the, legit. The good thing about figuring that out is that we'll know right away. You know what I'm saying? Like right away within the first couple of games, you know, we're going to know who is ready for it right away, who likes it, and who maybe needs to be, you know, pushed into a little bit or, and, and maybe just someone you need to maybe talk to, you know, what's going on. Because those fields in Grapeland are big, Armando. The dugouts are huge. You know, it's no longer like you're saying Coach Eric out there. and You got a team with another color jersey on the other side. You know, parents are screaming, and it's big. And you have some kids that adjust to it right away. Um, but I don't think it's the kids that need the biggest adjustment, bro. I think it's the parents. You know what I mean? 
the kids, you know, they're there to play a game. They're distracted. They're going to do the kids that, things that kids do. And us as coaches, we're super on them. But it's a big change for the parents, bro. Everything from the drive to traffic to the parking <laughs> situation to the umpire situation. Yep. To the commentator saying your kid's name wrong, to saying the wrong kid's name because he he got confused in the lineup. It's a lot of things, bro. You got a lot of cultures that mix there, bro. Especially when you play some of these other teams, you know, it's very different. But um, but bro, I say five, six games. Five, six games, yeah, you'll begin to see it look good. Um, and then by their second season, like February, February, March, that's when they're gonna really be really good. Yeah, they'll nice. be playing the game by themselves. You know what I mean? But but they're going to be good, man. They're going to be good to go. As long as they want to play and they want to be there, they'll be in good shape. You know, and as much as I as I enjoyed coaching in the um, in the instructional league, you know, and having having a friendly face on the other side and, and, you know, those competition because some of the games did get heated and you could tell you wanted to win and, and all that stuff. Man, my – I think my favorite game of, of, the, of the spring season was when the – or the Kelly Green team got to play at Tamiami yeah, against fun. another team. Another field. You know, the lights were there. There was a, a couple of umpires <laughs> that, you know, I had never met. And it was, the field was different. And and, different. and and the kids reacted, man. They scored 30-something runs. They yeah. hit well. Yeah. You know, they played well under the lights. Yeah. It was That's just like a different, yeah. that different feat, like you said. You yeah. know, you get there and it's, yeah. it just feels different. Yeah, no, it just know? feels different. But, you're going into a, a league that has the ultimate equalizer. You know what that is, right? Strikeout. Oh, yeah. So that's a big adjustment for kids. Not used to that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of things, Armando. But we're here for all of it. We're here for every moment of it. You know what I mean? But I think we're going to be in good shape. Yeah. Yeah, I think Anderson's team's going to be in good shape. Things will be all right. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, Ready I'm de definitely excited. Ready to compete. Ready for it, bro. Ready. But yes, this has been episode 46. 46, man. Wow. And wouldn't... 50, bro. Oh, we're, we're, speaking of presidents, we're at 46 right now, right? Wow. Sure are. The next one will be 47. Let's see. Next week, we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Diamond Days Miami. Up and in. See ya.